This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Inside Story on BFM 89.9. Good evening, you're with Sharmila Ganesan and Sharad Kutin. Tonight, a conversation about the difference between state and federal governments and their jurisdictions. We'll be speaking to Ira Azhari from uh, Ideas about that. This is especially important as voters in the six states uh, head to the polls this Saturday. So tell us, what is a local issue you're passionate about or bothered by? You can call 7733 tweet us at BFM Radio, send us a voice note or WhatsApp at our U-Mobile number 018-789-8899. This is Inside Story. is 608 and as we've laid out I think today's show is really meant to unpack and understand the delineation between what a state government does and what the federal government does and also to I think in some way talk about why often for many people that distinction is not entirely clear. Yeah, and how that lack of clarity about the distinction shapes the way we uh, think about government, who we lay blame uh, on for any number of troubles that we might encounter in daily life, whether it's a stuffed uh, or a stuck drain or it's a cat in the tree or it's something that actually isn't the responsibility of the various uh, authorities uh, that uh, form the, the 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 system of government that we have. So very very. Simply put, a state election is held to elect members of the state assembly and the state government uh, headed by the chief minister. Now, if we look at what might be things that fall under the state government, that includes things like Islamic law, state land, agriculture and forestry, state holidays, as well as other issues related to that state. Um, And in Sabah and Sarawak, for instance, their special rights would include immigration rights, a separate high court, a native customs court and, and a number of other things that relate to Sabah and Sarawak specific issues. Um, Meanwhile, what falls under federal government includes citizenship, foreign affairs, defence, domestic security, administration of justice, communication and transportation, education, medicine, health and a host of other things. Um, It might seem fairly distinct, but I think that often um, when people talk about particularly, for instance, when it comes to things like uh, agriculture and forestry versus environment. Where do the lines lie? So these are actually some grey areas. Um, And like you said, Sharad, I think it particularly... um, comes to play when people start thinking about, well, who am I holding to account for this thing that has gone wrong in my my state or in my area? Right. And there's in on top of that there's another complication, right? At least for the, the states of the Federation of Malaya, I mean, the Malayan side, the peninsula side of of this uh, the Federation of Malaysia, is it there's a there's a federal list of responsibilities, there's a state list, and then there's a concurrent list. Mm. And the concurrent list will be will bewilder us, I think, as we get into this conversation about whose responsibility. So there is some negotiation, in fact, between federal and state, uh Coming back to the principles of uh, federalism, what does it actually mean? And, you know, especially today when we have very fractured uh, national level politics and, you know, there's a lot of volatility in politics in general. Sharad, you vote in, do you vote in um, 
state elections? I do because do. I, I so I am now uh, part of Slango. Right. So I've moved from Johor where I, I was born and used to vote there and now I vote in Slango and I have actually last uh, several, I think three or four cycles of elections. And how do you make that decision? I'm speaking truly like someone who never gets to do this, right? <laughs> yes, yeah, really unfortunately. Do you regret this? I do a little bit because, and of course that call for KL to actually have local level elections, I actually really think it is important. Um, but I am curious curious about how you make that distinction when it comes to voting how do you how do you make that distinction between um, local issues and then voting in a federal government I mean I think for me the my concern of the state is really about state issues and where and because things like um, uh, deforestation uh, you know involves the state government in you know in very direct ways uh, when there is an issue when there's lack of clarity over you know environmental policies I feel personally invested in that. Mm. And I know that it's only that I need to get the best government I can get for Selangor in order that the kind of things that I'm passionate about uh, if you remember the Kuala Langat North Forest Reserve right. was an in- issue we continue to have issues of deforestation in this in the state and I think, um, and that's why I think it's necessary. Uh, when it comes to the mun- Municipal Council, I know I should be as concerned, <laughs> I'm not always attentive but of course that's where we see a real direct impact on, on us Right? Like amenities and so on. Absolutely. Yeah. So we are asking you, what is a local issue that you're passionate about or that bothers you? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, send us a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio. After this, we will be we will be joined by Ira Azhari, senior manager um, at the Democracy and Governance Unit with Ideas. Uh, so keep it here. BFM 89.9. Be free-minded. BFM 89.9. The Business Station. It is 6.13. You're listening to Inside Story with Sharmila and Sharad. We're talking about the distinction between state elections and federal elections. So we'd like to hear from you. What is a local issue that you're passionate about? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Joining us now is Ira Azhari, Senior Manager at the Democracy and Governance Unit in Ideas. Ira, good to have you with us today. Hi, thanks for having me. So it's often said that Malaysians um, have a low level of political literacy. um, And perhaps one expression of this is a lack of understanding when it comes to the different roles and powers of the state versus the federal government. Is this something you've observed? Uh, Yeah, so I think to some extent, um, Malaysians uh, probably, you know, do not have... uh, a clear understanding of the difference between the role uh, between their adun and also a member of parliament. Um, but also, I think, uh, I think you know, our politics uh, has always been very grassroots and constituency-based. So to some extent, both MPs and aduns uh, have been relied upon uh, by uh, citizens to uh, solve sort of day-to-day problems. So you would see that... Um, you know, adults and MPs are both expected to uh, tend to issues uh, that are very local and also probably under, there's actually the duty of the local council to solve such as um, potholes, block drains, pokok tumbang and all these sort of things. So, uh, yeah, so I think there is a, there is a combination between uh, 
not understanding uh, the role, uh, but also, uh, you know, we also lack some of the infrastructure or the systems that we need uh, to ensure that people have that kind of awareness. So uh, a lack of local council elections is, is just one of those uh, issues. So, yeah, so I think there is a, there is a, it's a mixture. Uh, and I, I don't think it's fair to sort of just uh, blame the people uh, 100% when it comes to that. Yeah. Now, what would you suggest voters think about when they're voting at the state polls this Saturday? What, should, what are they really voting for? Yeah, so going back to state elections being uh, a state issue and, uh, you know, the issues that uh, voters are supposed to care about are uh, supposedly the ones that are nearer and dearer to uh, their everyday lives. So, for example, uh, you know, uh, the very sort of basic infrastructure issues that you face uh, in your neighbourhood, right, such as potholes or uh, block drains or uh, you know, if there's a heavy rain and a tree falls down, then, you know, those are sort of the very uh, sort of day-to-day things that you can see uh, in your everyday lives as a, as a Malaysian. And for and a lot of these issues are also actually under the purview, supposed to be under the purview of the local councils. And here is uh, what I always say to uh, convince people to come out to vote in this state election, even though we can't, choose our local our local councillors because we don't have elections there, but our aduns choose uh, the lo- our local councillors, right? And we rely a lot on local councillors being able to work closely with the adun to solve these very local issues that we face every day. So, you know, if you elect the right person and you elect uh, someone based on uh, their policies and what they have to offer, and then it is likely or there is a chance that uh, the local council that they choose uh, will also be effective in their jobs. So that's why it's really important to vote. Yeah. So if you could um, explain how that working pro- relationship or process is, how do adults work with municipal councils uh, to govern or provide services to their constituents? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, at the local council level, so every local council, council so for example, MBPJ or MPJ uh, or MPS, Madlib Penaras Layang, uh, all these local uh, councils have uh, a number of uh, councillors that sit on them. I I'm, I'm, don't have the details on the actual numbers, uh, but these uh, local councillors are uh, appointees, basically. Uh, and, uh, you know, they are, uh, they sort of correspond to the composition of the uh, state government uh, that is in power. And uh, these two, uh, Adun and also State Councillor, are supposed to work together, have a good working relationship to uh, both. So the local councillor is supposed to attend uh, to these very uh, basic infrastructure uh, issues, especially in the local uh, area, and bring it up to the Adun uh, to voice out these problems in the State Assembly, for example. Another thing that local councillors are really... Uh, have to handle is uh, licenses, you know, licenses to open, uh, I don't know, shops or food stalls or car washes. So, again, very uh, uh, everyday local issues uh, that affects your daily life. Um, so, this is why it's really important uh, for these two to uh, have a good working relationship uh, and all, you know, regardless of the political affiliation. Yeah. So, Ira, can we talk about the other function that Adun's might have, lawmaking? I mean, to what extent do state assemblies create laws the way federal uh, assembly does? 
Yeah, that's a good question. So uh, the state assembly's assembly person's role, uh, main role really, is uh, as a legislator at the state level. So I think there are two issues in Malaysia, right? So firstly, uh, Malaysia is a federation, of course, but to some extent, we are a, quite a centralized federation. So many of the issues that in other federations are at the power uh, are at the power is held at the state level uh, in malaysia it's not so education for example in malaysia is a central government uh, issue uh, whereas in many states i think uh, around the world uh, where it's a federation it's not right it's a state level issue um, police for example is also centralized in malaysia so uh, you know, so by by definition or by by that uh, convention alone, uh, state our state uh, governments uh, do not have uh, as much uh, power or, or do not have as much jurisdiction, I suppose, as um, federation other federations. Secondly, um, the problem as well with the state assemblies is that they don't sit for a very long time. So there are state assemblies that only sit, say, for one week or two weeks for the entire year. And that's just only to sort of just pass the budget, the state budget every year, and then it adjourns, right? So uh, one of the things that uh, actually we need to push for is to lengthen the sitting of uh, the state assembly. Uh, so, you know, a lot of more meaningful work can be done uh, at the state level. And also, it would be good to introduce committees as well in the state assemblies, just like how we have different parliamentary select committees in the national parliament. Yeah, so, um, so you know, in a way, uh, when adults, you know, are expected to sort of do what local councillors do, um, you know, sometimes you can't really blame them or you can't really blame the people for... Uh, actually expecting them to do this kind of work because, you know, our state assemblies don't even sit for a very long time. Uh, so that is uh, a systemic uh, problem that uh, needs to change. Yeah. Um, some individuals are, though, inclined to take local issues directly to their MPs or even their ministers instead of the Aduns. Why do you think this happens? Uh, yeah, I think it, it's a it's a combination of uh, you know not knowing the demarcation of duties between the different levels of government, but it could also be a very practical thing where you know if I complain about a pothole in front of my house or at the at the road near my house to my MP, it probably gets solved a lot faster than if I complain to my adun uh, or to my local councillor. So. Uh, so, yeah, so, you know, these are very practical things, you know, or they, they might be like, oh, I've tried telling the Adun, he's done nothing about it, so I'm going to go to my MP, and then after that, they just go straight to the MP. So, uh, there is an, yeah, so, you know, those are the more practical things. Uh, people want things done fast, uh, and, you know, if they're not done as fast as they should, then, you know, people will find other ways to do it, and, you know, MPs uh, naturally just, you know, have a sort of a larger cloud, I would say, uh, because there are MPs at the federal level and, you know, people's perception is that, yeah, this guy can get things done faster. Uh, so that's why we go complain to them. Yeah. Yeah, so you're kind of describing a kind of power hierarchy in which the Aduns are like at the bottom, I guess, uh, of that pyramid. But what do you think Aduns can do to position themselves better in the eyes of voters uh, so that they're seen as the the first point of call for you know representation and effective change? 
yeah, I, I think, you know, when they're campaigning, as of like right now, uh, there are like what, three, four more days uh, for the campaign, uh, use that opportunity, right, to actually uh, educate people on what is my role actually and how can I help facilitate uh, some of the complaints or, uh, you know, dissatisfaction that you have with, uh, you know, things around you in your neighborhood, how I can facilitate that uh, by working with the local councillor in the area and also if I need to involve the MP or the minister, how can I facilitate that relationship? So uh, I think maybe not much of that kind of like uh, edu education happens. Uh, I think that needs to happen more uh, by the uh, prospective adults themselves, not necessarily just by civil society uh, or by Fami Riza, for example, who I'm sure is doing a really great job. <laughs> but I think the prospective adult needs to uh, do that as well and show uh, how, uh, as an adult, I can get this thing done uh, and for you. And, and if I can't, then there are ways for me to facilitate that. Yeah. So the responsibilities of the various level of governments, um, levels of government are established through the federal, state and concurrent lists. What do voters need to know about the uh, negotiations or dynamics that emerge from the structure? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think uh, educating or really for people to learn about, uh, you know, the, the this uh, federal, state and concurrent list in the constitution uh, is, of course, really useful. Um, but, you know, of course, the reply that I always get when I say this is that, oh, you know, people don't really care or don't have time to go read the constitution, which is fair, I think. Um, but yeah, maybe I think it's a combination of many things, right? I think in, we do learn it in, when we were in school. Uh, so, you know, schools, of course, need to play a role. Civil society needs to play a role. But I also think that MPs and adduns themselves need to be more serious in, uh, in, in also kind of, uh, you know, sharing this information or ensuring that their constituents are aware of this, right? So another thing uh, that, that I feel happens is that, uh, you know, maybe some adults and MPs uh, also sort of gain politically, right, by attending to issues or trying to solve issues that are not necessarily uh, within their job scope. So, you know, because our politics is very grassroots and constituency-based, um, you know, politicians at both levels, state and federal, uh, they gain a lot by, you know, turun padang and going uh, to serve their constituents and showing their face in the constituency very often uh, to solve these kinds of issues uh, when, you know, perhaps not, not, they don't actually necessarily have to do that. So, uh, yeah, so, you know, the incentive is there actually for, uh, adults and MPs to go down and solve these kinds of problems. Uh, so that is something that uh, needs to change, um, uh, yeah, on that level. Now, you know, one of the things that's probably driving cynicism in politics today is the feeling that when you elect somebody, they're just going to go off uh, after they win and do whatever they like. How can people hold their elected reps accountable? Yeah, so I think this is this is an interesting question because I'm thinking about the work that uh, we do at Ideas and one of the things that we've been doing is getting uh, activists and civil society and just the general public in, in at the state level to actually try and understand 
their state budgets, right? So, uh, I think everyone, uh, most people are quite familiar with the uh, Belanjawan Negara or the federal uh, budget that the finance minister tables in parliament, there's the budget speech and that gets a lot of attention. But, you know, I don't think people pay much attention to the budget at the state level. So, uh, this is a document that actually, you know, Malaysians can actually use to see, you know, how is the, their state government spending money? Where is that money coming from? Where is it going? And of course, a big problem is that uh, many state governments are actually have very poor transparency when it comes to sharing about their state budgets. There are states that don't even publish their budget documents uh, online uh, for, for people to see. So, uh, this is a problem and uh, this is what IDES has tried to do over the past uh, two years or so. So we have something called the Open Budget Index for the state level uh, where we sort of rank states according to how transparent you are with your state budget. So this is one of the things, you know, that we have been trying to do. And I think it raises a lot of awareness about what uh, the job scope is actually of the state government. Yeah. Ira, thanks for speaking with us today. Okay, you're welcome. That was Ira Azhari, Senior Manager with uh, the Democracy and Governance Unit at Ideas. Uh, do keep your thoughts coming. What is a local issue you're passionate about or bothered by? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Birkins for Mama. BFM 89.9. The Business Station. It's 6.38, you're listening to Inside Story with Sharmila and Sharad. And we've been talking about the distinction between state elections and federal elections um, and essentially trying to understand why that may, why the fact that that's not entirely clear to voters impacts the way people might vote. Uh, we would like to hear from you. What is a local issue you're passionate about or bothered by? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio. So we have a number of people sending in local concerns, uh, which we will get to shortly. But I did want to um, look at some messages on this this sort of rather grey line, um, at least from the voters' perspective. We have KW, for instance, saying, the unclear responsibilities are intentional so that politicians can tai chi when jobs are not done. KW, I think you express, I think, the kind of cynicism that's grown as a consequence of poor governance over decades, right? So, um, I mean, I, I think I can see that, but I'm not quite sure if that is really the case, that it was part of the design. There, there is um, a real complexity, I think, about federalism that we don't often understand, partly because of the way we've had the domination of, uh, you know, the Alliance of the Embarrassment National for so many years, uh, that it's now only now becoming clear what those things actually mean. Also, to be fair, Sharad, when we say something like, federalism, are you interested to know more? It really does take a certain type of person and a fair amount of effort for most people to decide to sit down and understand yeah. these distinctions, right? Yeah, because we want things to work. And mm. you know, I think what Ira said earlier about how a lot of politicians will do things that are not really within their jurisdiction in order to have visibility with voters and to gain cre uh, credibility with them, right? So the, the system does incentivize them to do things when they, uh, that they shouldn't be doing, that it should be left up to the local council, we should get to 
know our local councillors better and not always revert to aduns. So a couple of people making some interesting points on this. Um, Zainal is saying, it's no surprise the ordinary rakyat cannot see the difference or distinction between state and federal elections when the PM, the, TP, the DPM, the government ministers campaigning alongside in state elections wear federal caps. And with narratives like Krajaan Madani in Charama on posters or the government machinery, whether the media, the logistics and so on, um, maybe that's why. Yes, I know you, you might have a point there. I mean, they add to the lack of clarity about the distinctions between two. Uh, maybe, in a, you know, uh, decades from now when we've gone through this uh, difficult period uh, that we'd be able to insist on that and that, in fact, federal leaders will find that they have no reason to come down uh, in order to stump for their parties. So that and to, to connect back to our earlier story on is this uh, is this being used to further the narrative of who we want in federal government, um, even the issues that leaders are talking about seem to be federal issues rather than local issues, even though we are in fact looking at state elections. Yeah, and you know, the, the local issues are so important. I mean, here in Slango we have uh, the PJ D-Link issue. I think that's animated a lot of conversations, mm. partly because there seems to be some ambivalence on the part of the outgoing, uh, you know, state government under Pakatan Harapan and its caretaker, Mantri Basa, about where they stand. And so, you yes. know, so that is, you know, something that I think a lot of us in sort of middle class PJites uh, care about. We don't want, uh, you know, our old settled communities to be disrupted by this elevated toll highway. But yeah, and so if we don't focus on that, then we're going to make the wrong choice as to who should be in power uh, come the 12th of August. Zafir actually making a larger point, and I actually completely agree with him. Zafir is saying, I remember being absolutely clueless when being taught about the electoral process back in school during Sajara. It's only after participating in my first election that I truly understood how this thing goes. Um, and, you know, this actually echoes something that's come up on our show multiple times in different ways that perhaps our understanding of governance, um, the electoral process needs to be taught better um, when it comes to the school level. You know, I think what would be really good is a kind of West Wing, but a Malaysian version and then oh. set in a state. Because, I mean, I don't know how accurate the West Wing was in terms of how American so the government... Yeah, the Adun, uh, right? Can you imagine? I think that would really I would watch work. watch that. You know, and you didn't get a lot of beautiful people to play all these important roles, even though maybe they're not all beautiful in the state government. But the important thing is it it lets you in on the messiness. And I think this is something that we don't want, often want to deal with, that government is a messy thing. So you're talking about, okay, actually, have you watched, did you used to watch Spin City? No. Um, so Spin City is more about local, I think, a mayor's office. Um, and it was a Parks sitcom. and Recreation, I have. Uh, Parks and Recreation. <laughs> so actually, there are models after which this could be done. Oh, the MPPJ. I'm... Wow, the MPPJ. I would watch that. I That's think a I dramedy. Would, it could be. I think it would, would also be a farce, depending on where you might stand. But keep sending your thoughts through um, on... On, um, well, we've been asking you essentially what you're most passionate about when it comes to uh, local issues. But if you have thoughts on this um, state versus federal, why it's so complicated for voters to um, get a handle on it, keep your thoughts coming. You can call us, you can send us a voice note, you can WhatsApp us, you can tweet us. Um, we have been asking you for your um, most pressing local concerns as well. And I thought we would... Um, get to at least a couple of those before the break. We have this from Fadzli. 
potholes. Just potholes. Some of them as old as time. So old that I can just drive, that I, my body unconsciously guides my car to over it without even thinking anymore. Potholes as old as time is the least <laughs> romantic version of the Beauty and the Beast line that I've ever heard. But it's, there is a kind of dark po- poetry in that, right? Potholes as deep as time. It could <laughs> as be old Robert, as time, it, it guiding could, my body. It could oh be Robert gosh. Frost or something. Yeah, um, yeah. I just I wonder about that because you know, it's in some sense, really, what you describe is um, the how immediate these issues are, right? The question is, really, who do you blame for the pothole? Do you blame the local council? Do you blame some federal agency responsible for roads? Uh, you know, do you blame the government? Is it all Anwar's fault? Or is it all DAP's fault as a consequence of that pothole? I mean, that, I think, is where it kind of ends up, isn't it? And why potholes can be particularly complicated is because some roads are under local jurisdiction and some roads are under federal jurisdiction. Um, and so while your collective frustration may be at potholes everywhere, knowing where to take your complaints can sometimes be not as clear to the average uh, citizen. You know, we used to, uh, a BFM that is, used to be in a different building, but in the same vicinity. And there was a particular side road that never got cleaned. And apparently it was in this kind of limbo land, you know, and and, and therefore nobody's jurisdiction and nobody was responsible for it. And so, unfortunately, the bureaucratic nature of governance and state and state machinery is such that sometimes there are these uh, gaps, you know, and things fall through the cracks. So, and it it does frustrate people. The question is, how do you then solve it? So keep sending your thoughts through. We are asking you, what is a local issue that you are passionate about or, like Fadzli clearly is, bothered by? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. We'll be back after this. So keep it here on Inside Story, BFM 89.9. Bright. Formidable Media, BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 6.51. You're listening to Inside Story with Sharmila and Sharad. And we're talking about local elections, state elections, um, and why they're important. So we'd like to hear from you. What is a local issue you're passionate about, passionate about or bothered by? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio. We are getting a number of um, issues that are that people are clearly passionate about. So E Macro on Twitter says lack of enforcement when it comes to blatant open burning, which pollutes air quality and exacerbates global warming. Yeah, I think that's something that we should all be concerned about. Um, uh, the question of enforcement, I think, there is, of course, key, right? So we do have those enforcement agencies there with the local councils and some, uh, maybe some other agencies within the state apparatus. The question is, uh, why is it lack, lax? And then if you want to kind of have that address, who do you go to? Do you go to the state secretariat? Do you hold a placard? Mm. Do you, you know, uh, if you live in an area where there's a dump, for instance, and I used to live in Bukit Blacha and in Ampang and there was a dump nearby and the wind was blowing the wrong direction and the dump, you know, caught fire. 
Wow, life was really quite miserable. <laughs> we have, um, let's see, Chironism saying, as Klang Valley settlers, local issues of concerns include traffic, green lungs or recreational areas, I presume you mean lack of, uh, local amenities, criminal and moral values, fresh affordable food and good neighbourhood unity. To be fair, the idea of uh, state elections is quite new to us. Normally, it comes together with the general elections. Um, now, Actually, I'm interested in that list because some of those are local issues, meaning handled by the state, and some of those, like criminal, um, criminal uh, rather, um, issues to do with crime, are federal issues. Yeah, aren't they, right? So, but in a Kyrianism, you have a very important point, right, that comes back to the idea of why we don't make these distinctions mm. the the general election being you know to run together along with the state election did in fact in many ways blur the lines but i mean a lot of malaysians i mean they look at um the uh, you know mentioned this before penangites you know thought very strategically about their vote they gave their vote to two different places typically you know and so garakan ruled penang for so many decades uh while many of the parliamentarians were from the dap well, I wonder, in fact, if, um, and, and I'm by no means suggesting that we need to make more election seasons than we've already had to have in the last few years, but I wonder, in fact, whether separating the state elections from the federal elections would have would mean that people think more distinctly about these issues. Because when they do come lumped together, there is a tendency for the federal concerns to override the state concerns. Indeed. And, you know, and it comes back to how much um, we're invested in our own democracy, mm. right? So people are exhausted by the fact that the, these things are staggered. What if, and because there are activists calling for local, the return of local government elections, what if we had that? And that was staged at a different point in, uh, you know, in a different uh, electoral cycle. Uh, would we then complain about, uh, you know, having to go out and vote? Um, or we would use that as an opportunity to be really focused on what local needs are as opposed to what state needs are as opposed to what federal needs are? So Sriram is bringing up a number of things. Um, he says, uh, my main local concerns are horrible fourth world, fourth world country roads, lack of urban planning with developers given a free hand to build whatever nonsense they want at the expense of the local population, continuous destruction of our forest reserves and green spaces, no political will to tackle the hijacking of public spaces for private profit, be it stalls on footpaths or illegal rubbish dumps, opaque, unaccountable local councils that make decisions without local engagement, especially if it inconveniences the public. All of the above come under the state government, and since all main mainstream parties refuse to support local government elections. Sriram, I, I vote for you. Um, <laughs> just, um, are you on the ballot? Uh, but, you know, coming back to Shamila, your point that not ever having had to vote for uh, the state, or mm. you're actually voting, for, you're in a federal territory in Kuala Lumpur, that was carved out in the early 70s, yes. wasn't it? I mean... I mean, the things that he, Sri Ram mentions here, like the question of uh, deforestation, impacts people in KL because you're actually literally geographically. No, it does. And and every time I talk about people bringing this up with the local council or their adun, I often feel a, a sense of helplessness because given that our representative who is technically supposed to be taking care of these things within the federal territory isn't an elected representative, it essentially means that there's very little that KL residents can do other than to wait for it to become important to address. And in, at a federal level. At a federal level, level or because there's some political point to be made. Um, and, and so 
I'm not saying that... Um, I'm not saying that it's any better living in a constituency where clearly you've voted someone in and they're not doing anything. But I think the fact that you can vote for someone and vote them out if they don't address your concerns is actually quite a powerful thing. And it's something that I envy. Uh, envy. Envy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, and then it gets more and more complicated, especially when we talk about the environment or talk about ecology. Uh, I mean, today, uh, you know, up north, you know, Penang, Perlis and Kedah really kind of all share the waters of Ulumuda. Um, and it's, you know, when I if I was a Penang voter, I would want a government in Penang that can work with the uh, with the new government in Kedah to solve that problem. And so we kind of have to, you know, walk uh, work across these boundaries. Right. Yes. And and that's where ecology and the environment really pose a challenge to the ways we think about politics and representation. Isn't that though then also where it would be? be- begin to intersect with federal concerns where you do need perhaps the ministry to get involved and create that kind of conversation. In absolutely, except that we come back to the fact that land matters, forestry are a state, uh, state matter. Yes, that's right. And in fact, you know, one of the one of these great designs that uh, was put in policy terms of having the central forest spine, a, a contiguous uh, set of um, forest reserves, right? That has never been put into place in part because of the federal nature of, you know, the peninsula. And so, you know, it's interesting. I mean, when you get into the, the weeds yeah. of it, uh, all kinds of things are made possible by federalism, but there are also things that are foreclosed because of the kind of federal structure that we have. So send your thoughts our way. Um, if you'd like to comment on this uh, sort of challenge when it comes to understanding state versus federal jurisdiction, send your thoughts through. But we're also asking you, what is a local issue you're passionate about or bothered by? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. We'll be back after the seven o'clock news with more of your messages. So keep it here on Inside Story, BFM. 89.9. Being first matters. BFM 89.9. It is 7.08. You're listening to the evening edition with Sharmila and Sharad. And we are talking about the distinction between state elections and federal elections because, of course, six states are going to be facing elections this Saturday. Um, and so we've been asking you, what is a local issue that you are passionate about or bothered by? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. We have um, a number of concerns coming through. Let's start with Zaki, who says, a lot of the local issues that are of concern to me and I think for a lot of voters is actually under the purview of local councils. For instance, trash, traffic, chukai pintu, business licenses. And local councils are made up of unelected officials and officers. Most aduns tend to be more concerned about party matters um, rather than their constituents. They won't have much sway within the local councils unless they hold positions like division leader or their state exco, or if the issues raised overlap with their party members' concerns. 
Yeah, that's, you know, uh, I think very true, Zaki, in many ways. But the um, and I know the advocates, um, passionate advocates of local elections uh, will say that more democracy might actually improve things because then you can vote, it, uh, you know, those councillors out if they don't perform well. But it also means introducing a level of politicking into local councils that are not there now. Right. So uh, you, Shama, you don't have a local council. You don't even have a state assembly. I feel like at this point you're just just needling me for, for me to feel the most formal I can for this weekend. Yes. So, but, but no, I mean, do would you like to see more policy? Would you like to have more? Because since you are deprived of two levels, we only deprived of one. Would you like to see more actually an opportunity to be involved? I think electing local officials is very important because I think it's a really good way of um, keeping them to their task and and. Exactly to Zaki's point, uh, to remind them that they are actually there to serve the rakyat and not to toe the party line. Um, so yes, I would a hundred percent support the notion of um, more uh, more tiers of local elections. Yeah, and also maybe you know uh, more. Um, visibility for local councillors, a sense of how or who they are and, you know, whether we want the type of people uh, yes. there, right? Because, you know, a lot of us think, well, there are, at least in, in Pataling Jaya, where I am, there are a lot of people who retired who are professionals, who have great ideas, who, okay, maybe a bit cantankerous, but they have great ideas and they can contribute <laughs> to, you know, to uh, creative solutions for the city. And I don't know if they're the people being called upon. And, you know, and uh, to help um, the state government and the Aduns, um, it would be it would be great if there was more creativity. I think in governance, more. I'm just going to say complaints because that's what they are. Uh, we have Cheong Ching saying blatant littering by illegally parked ride-sharing cars. That's actually a two-in-one. Uh, firstly, blatant littering. Secondly, illegally parked cars. Uh, JW says flood, poor drainage, filled with rubbish. Potholes. These are all such relatable concerns, no? I mean, I, I really think lead, reading these um, issues that are coming in, relatable, but also hugely <laughs> do frustrating. Ask, do we ask for telegram? Uh, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like people are sending us telegrams. We're like, the, like, oh, it's like a haiku. It's really a haiku <laughs> of complaints. No, I think I think what's happening here with Cheong Cheng and uh, JW <laughs> is that these issues do not need elaboration. Everybody understands. <laughs> Everybody understands what I mean when I say floods <laughs> or poor drainage or potholes. Everyone knows. Yeah, everyone does. Uh, so what do we do about it? And what are you doing to uh, to get your elected representatives to do better on this? Do you pick up the phone and call them? Do you send them a message? This is, this is what I'm actually curious about. Um, so an adjacent question, really, um, with these complaints or issues obviously that have come up and, and and as I said very relatable ones what is it that you do about them do you how do you make your um, unhappiness heard um, if you would like to um, send your thoughts through you can call double seven double three two nine hundred send us a voice note or whatsapp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine tweet us at bfm radio I was actually thinking about our listener Ku, who often messages in um, talking about both his MPs and Adun and how he's actually tried multiple times uh, in Selayang, I want to say, um, to bring up a number of these issues and that despite attempts, nothing has been done. Um, and 
Aku, I may be projecting, but your tone often conveys the frustration from that lack of action. Yeah, and I wonder if the political parties that nominate these can individuals to be candidates or renominates them in the case of the person already in uh, in that position, uh, have they taken cognizance of their failures? Because you know we're all human beings, and some people get elected, maybe they run out of steam or they're distracted, or something happens in their lives, or they they turn out not to want to do the job that they they thought they wanted to do, right? So will the party listen to the public and say, well, this is a elected rep who's just not functioning? Ray says, I think this is common among the states, especially Slango. Condominiums are popping up like mushrooms. That's fine, really. But when cars park outside all along the roadside, it makes the roads even narrower than they already are. Yeah, and people even in my neighbourhood park badly, right? So they park around a blind corner. It's dangerous. But again... Who do we go to? Who do we blame? And how do we correct these bad practices? So actually with this even more for the average, um, let's say you live in a Taman that has this problem, right? I think, um, and because I've had these conversations with friends and family members, there are several layers here, right? On the one hand, people feel, do I complain to the condominium management? Um, do I complain? Is this is this a, a local, uh, for instance, a, a MBPJ issue? Um, is this an issue that you take up with the police because are they the ones that have jurisdiction over this road? Um, and, and it can get quite complicated. And then there's the larger issue of um, developers and who has jurisdiction over them. Right. So, you know, I, there is a principle in a kind of theories of federalism uh, and Okay, I'm going to use a really big word here and apologize. Subsidiarity is this idea that you should devolve power to the most local level where the issue is most directly felt. That that is where it's going to be solved best. I agree. And wouldn't it be great if we had systems in place that make that easy to do? Right. So teach it with the word subsidiarity. Yes, yes. Across the front Hashtag and maybe parts of the back. subsidiarity. Did I get it? Yes, absolutely. Yes, there we go. That's the t-shirt that's coming. <laughs> Keep your thoughts coming, though. We are asking you, what is a local issue that you're passionate about or bothered by? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Budding Fresh Ministers, BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 7.20. You're listening to the Evening Edition. You're listening to Inside Story with Sharmila and Sharad. And we've been talking about state elections and the local issues that revolve around them. You can uh, send your thoughts through. We are asking, what is the local issue you're passionate about or bothered by? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. We do have a voice note that's come in. This is from Is. Um, I believe the issues that uh, a lot of uh, housing areas or the Tamans are experiencing is because of lack of participant or participating with the local councillor, uh, local council. Uh, I believe uh, each councillor will have their own uh, areas to uh, take care and I think the residents of each Taman should actually provide all participate in the uh, activities that they have or the uh, the the bodies of the councillors uh, has a has an AJK or has a has a Sukarela one and where all these issues of drainage rubbish trees falling down can be 
taken care of immediately. So I think it's important for the residents to work together with the councillor and also with the Adun to get these matters resolved. Thank you. Um, is you bring up a, I hope it's is and not I-Z, you can correct us. Um, it, you bring up a really important point, right? The ability or, or rather the need for residents to be able to work alongside local councils and, and to be able to create, a, um, I suppose, that kind of back and forth or that relationship. Yeah, that relation is very important, but it also reminds us how we can't be, we can't take a consumerist position on this. It is not simply like we have hired them to do a job and therefore they just should get down to doing mm, it. Yes. It's it's really something different, right? It's the order of community. That's where it's closer to in terms of a model. So yes, they are hired and have particular responsibilities, but we need to kind of engage with that in order to get the best out of the system. And in, in fact, actually, us engaging is one important way of um, indicating that, well, we're, we're keeping an eye on you. Um, we have another voice note. This is Vicky. My Adun and MP have gatekeepers, his staff, couldn't see them, couldn't pass messages to them. I send messages to the staff, say, pass to the Adun, pass to the MP. Nope, there's totally no acknowledgement. Vicky, thanks for sharing. Um, I love the word you use, gatekeepers, because that's exactly what it sounds like they are. Yeah, and actually there's several other messages that relate to the ability for ordinary citizens to reach and get a response from uh, their uh, you know, elected representatives. So Lokman says, viral it on social media for cyber troopers to feed on, make sure to tag the Adun. And Anon says something, uh, an extended message, but he says, hire KJ to report all potholes. Clearly an Insta from Kayangan folks gets things moving super fast. So the idea of, you know, getting the attention, I mean, it shouldn't be that way, I guess. It shouldn't. But if that's the reality, maybe it's a nudge for somebody who might have you know, multiple complaints coming their way at any one time. Well, because it is, it's actually fairly, it's a fairly cynical way of looking at the whole thing because what Vicky talked about, reaching out, calling, um, you know, leaving a message, that shouldn't be any less important or, or less urgent than someone tagging you on Twitter. The only difference being on Twitter, everybody sees it and therefore the ability for it to become a public forum is, is sort of very quick. Um, but I think that's actually... It's so disappointing that that's how they would prioritize what should be attended to. I wonder if there could be a system that's set up where you can send your complaints and you can rate the response time that, in fact, you know, if there's no response, it will actually show up as an electronic trail. So if you want to prove that your Adun or a local council is not doing their job or at least not responding, you can you can show definitive proof of that. Because now it's kind of he said, she said, you know, we don't have proof about the, uh, the reality on the ground. And of course, I think many elected representatives will say they're very busy, right? I like this idea. I, I hope someone more tech savvy than you or I, Sharad, um, is listening. Oh, oh, I don't know. I didn't mean to put you down. Oh, I you certainly just couldn't build me from it. The, the, from the job. Uh, but would you vote for me? I Depends. 
<laughs> I, have, I have to hear your platform first and what you stand for. Oh, you're a smart voter. We also have, um, let's see, um, Long Long saying illegal buntings or posters on light poles. And now with um, the flood of political posters, it's an eyesore on all junctions. Uh, it creates a high risk hazard. I would call for them to erect the buntings flags posters responsibly. Um, next, the next come, next, when the next one comes, they remove the old ones and stack it by the roadside. This creates a mountain of old buntings. This goes on and on until it's too much and then they end up in rivers and longkangs clogging them. Yeah, but I, at least for the, I think the election system campaign period, you do actually have to put a deposit down, and uh, you know your bunting have ha, have to come down to get the deposit back. So there is some system uh, in place to make sure that at least the elections doesn't leave us with a mountain. Not of rubbish. that it actually means they take them down, though, right? Because this question yeah, of get fined, posters they... and all that has come up a number of times. Yeah. Um, the the trash that's left behind after election season. Yeah, I mean, I wish we could get away from the flags and bunting thing because I don't believe flags, you know, uh, you know, you know, one foot from each other in a whole row will change your mind about a candidate. I mean, do you vote for the candidate with the most flags? <laughs> actually, this is a question for another day. How much all this sort of paraphernalia actually impacts um, whether you vote or not? Now, we did ask, what do you do when um, you're unhappy about something? And Jay says, um, A, local council elections are a must for any de- developed nation. We need councillors that are accountable and available. B, hard to get any action from local councils or Adun on complaints. I use the Report Lah app, um, I heard about it on BFM, to make complaints about rubbish potholes and pollution locally. So far, it seems to work well. Big issues here in PDR, continuous pollution from the HRC oil refinery since it took over, um, frequent water cuts and low pressure, especially on weekends when the hotels are full. Yeah, so the professionalization of local services, you know, so the, I don't know to what extent uh, the transformation of the services are happening. And and I think at the end of the day, Shamala, it's going to be a question of money too, right? Rich uh, uh, cities can afford to pay people. Like, for instance, in, in PJ, there was an, um, a suggestion to have somebody working with trees. We need some professionals who understand trees to you know, manage our trees in our city because we want mm. PJ to be green and leafy and shaded and ecologically sound. And I like that idea of having them at the local level and not just because we keep talking about hiring, um, putting technocrats in our ministries and our ministerial portfolios, but actually we do need them at the local level as well. Now, I've been waiting and saving this message to close off with. Ro, bringing up something pretty important, says, I've written to my local MP to come complain about the quality or lack thereof of the tose found in our constituency. Needless to say, I've been ignored, which I find a good thing as my MP is obviously busy with more pressing matters, probably improving the chutneys. I think this one you've got to take to the Prime Minister. I know. I think this is an issue. It should not be a state issue. It should be a federal one. Um, There are things that I think are more important than just one area. But uh, keep your thoughts coming. Um, What is a local issue that you're passionate about? You can call us. You can send us a voice note. You can WhatsApp us. You can tweet us. BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, Download the BFM app.